Hey everyone, this is Tom Hunt of the Wireless Communications Alliance, and you're listening to the Connections Podcast, where we provide a deeper dive into all things wireless. I had the opportunity to speak with Simon McElray of freepower.io to discuss their recent announcement with Tesla, where Tesla had licensed FreePower's advanced Qi charging technology for their product line. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, Simon, good to talk to you again. Welcome to the podcast. Good to talk to you, Tom. So you have a unique background in wireless power and wondered if you might take a minute and and talk about your experiences and the different technologies that you've been exposed to. Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, I have a unique experience by being little uh, various parts of it. So about 10 years ago, um, I got into wireless power by joining Energis, the over-the-air RF uh, wireless power company in San Jose, to you know pursue the dream. The dream of wireless power was you know over the air, always on. Walk into a room, everything charges, and it's 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 still a dream that's being chased, and it's certainly um, starting to play out with sensors and IoT. Um, but it's a very, very difficult proposition for, um, you know, devices such as phones and, and AirPods and tablets and laptops and things like that. So uh, that took me in a different direction. But what brought me into wireless power in, in, in the first place, I'd spent 15 previous years choosing techs that I thought were that solved big problems that just they were kind of ubiquitous problems that just needed to go away. Like they just, they, they were, if you solved the problem, it would no longer be a conversation. Um, for instance, I worked at a company called vertical circuits where we worked on memory tech. So basically massively miniaturizing flash memory so that, um, mobile phones and memory cards and things could just have in- infinite memory uh, at the same time, we were advancing cloud memory. So basically the problem everybody was complaining about 10 plus years ago was I don't have enough storage. I, I, where am I going to put all my pictures and everybody's taking pictures and videos and, and doesn't know what to do with them. And the, the problem was so solved by um, miniaturization and flash memory and cloud that, that it's no longer a problem we even talk about. And, you know, I worked in Wi-Fi from the start as well. I saw that as just equally ubiquitous as as wireless charging, which is as soon as you start as soon as you start looking at solutions that work, as soon as you start playing with it, it's intuitive. It's as intuitive to a seven year old or a ninety seven year old. I often joke that my mother can play with wireless chargers that, that I make and she finally gets what I do for a living, which which took a while. But it is intuitive. It's ubiquitous. It's going. It's going to be ubiquitous, but it's, it's just at a much earlier stage in its tech. So, basically, my journey from energy starting at what I would call three D, true three D power, and where the industry has been, which is one D, basically a sweet spot, chi uh, charging coil where you have spatial freedom of about the size of a dime. It's just very ancient tech uh, to the to bridge technologies, and bridge technologies are. Like what I do currently at Free Powers, we energize full surfaces and in, in, in vehicles and home and residential, uh, industrial and medical. And so I, I basically, I, I like my text to like resources to come out, out of this table and not be eternally in R&D. So 
we have right now is uh, productized and shipped. And at the end of the day, that that's what I live for. That's what I'm passionate about. So, Simon, you're now at Free Power. Can you give mm-hmm. us a quick overview of Free Power in general? Free Power I started off as Era. People probably may know it as Era, but it's it's advanced Qi charging and it's surface power. It enables true freedom of position, meaning that you basically throw down your devices and they start charging in any orientation. Uh, and if you're in a vehicle and you're moving, the, you, you can the devices can slide and still keep charging. It just basically takes the annoyance of having to get perfect coil-to-coil alignment, which is exactly where we are today on Qi wireless charging, and spreads it out over a surface. And it, it does it with hardware, but it's mostly a software-enabled or firmware-enabled system. And so PrePower works in armor goods, in automotive, in power tools, in home and residential surface, like think of countertop implementations, uh, just recently starting in medical, but mostly people would know us from Amur and now I think public announcements in, in automotive are going to be more prevalent. So to distinguish yourself from others, are you focused only on solving the charging problem or do you also provide power? Uh, we are focused on the transmit and the receive side of um, of the charging problem, but it Depending on the product, depending on uh, what the customer is paying for, we, we will probably end up doing some sort of soup to nuts um, design. So, for example, if I just want a G charger of a certain size and they've already figured out how to deal with its location and it's providing the power to that, then the will provide the transmitter. If, if someone's designing a, a power tool, they want to maximize efficiency and they've got maybe some strange form factors and We'll do much more of that solution. At the end of the day, we've got almost 30 power electronic engineers, so we can kind of need to, but we do focus as much as we can on our core tech. I just saw an exciting announcement this morning from uh, one of the internal champions at Tesla talking about a new Tesla product that's based on your technology. So congratulations. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that, that was publicized just yesterday, actually. And yeah, it's fantastic because if you follow my LinkedIn account and you follow Free Power, we are very sparing in announcements. We don't announce that we're, hey, look, we're at a conference or here's an interesting partnership we formed. We tend to only talk about major milestones. So the good thing about this tech is that basically the engineers went toe to toe with some of the greatest engineers at Tesla. And it just makes you better. It makes you a better company. It made us solve problems. Um, that were very hard to solve. And one of the quotes that used over and over again in these press releases is that we did what Apple couldn't. And it's actually true because full surface power was air power. So it only basically by persistence and a few ulcers and um, sweat and tears, but we, we did solve the problem. So it's for me, when I see that, it's just great for the team. It tells, you know, it's a big pat on the back for the engineers. Well, and if you look at that, uh, not many non-RF companies have succeeded with providing a charging platform for multiple devices simultaneously. So that is quite an accomplishment on your part. And do it with the flexibility. For our listeners, I had the pleasure of 
going to Simon's office and playing with one of their products. And truly, it's the only Qi-type technology that allows you freedom, flexibility to move it anywhere on a surface, which is quite remarkable. So, yeah, we try so, as much as possible to, to, to stick in our lane. It, it, it's one of the one of the failure points I've seen for um, other companies that I've been with and in every industry I've ever worked in is the, the kid in the candy shop approach of like, my tech can do this, can do this, can do this, and then you lose focus. I mean, there, there are some fantastic um, uh, technology companies out there. You know, everybody knows like electricity, the success story, you know, ETI has got great tech. There's, it's a, energy is a big space, right? There, there's no small power company really. So, Wireless power is is a subset of, of that, and it's still very very large. There's all sorts of sweet spots that different techs are applicable to. So, uh, as much as possible, we, we we stick with what we're doing today, which is enabling surfaces to to be uh, the whole surface is enabled, or whatever part of the surface you you need is enabled, and then all of your T devices um, and going forward, things like power tools and other devices that we're working on will will charge without thinking about it and the um the hard parts of making that work are not so much i mean charging is of course what you have to do but it's it's the other things that happen if you have a surface you throw lots and lots of of things on top of that surface and that's called foreign material foreign material is the death of of wireless chargers right It, it turns them off or it makes them overheat that's a big problem to conquer um so it's that's what we do. Um, and the growth is really focused on different verticals. Let's walk through a couple of those verticals. So power tools, easy to understand. All the power tools are now becoming battery powered and more and more. Um, my landscaper just this week came in with battery powered blowers, etc., And he said, come next year in California, you cannot use a gas powered uh, peripheral. To, to power any of the outdoor landscaping stuff. So there's a big move there, which would seem to be a great market for you guys, but very understandable. Um, what I mentioned the kitchen. I'm curious what's going on in the kitchen. And you mentioned businesses as well. So can you talk to those markets and what kind of things we could look forward to? Yeah, sure. And I, I hope you can hear my uh, background. I came on cue. My gardener is blowing a gas bar blower right outside my window right now. Um, and I'm, I look forward to next year. <laughs> but um, yeah, kitchens. I mean, you know, obviously, there's any anywhere that people uh, congregate or, um, or have their portable devices are the sweet spots for where you want to provide power. Right? It's already done. So um, the nightstand. That's a, a classic example. You, you're going to throw your stuff down. You, it's going to have some time to charge. Um, the kitchen, you know, or the kitchen island um, is is kind of the center of the family, right? So, um, the having wires strewn across kitchen countertops is uh, it's actually can be dangerous. It's certainly it's not a good look. Every time you pull something out, and you set it down, you got to string wires over the top of stuff, and it's certainly not something you want to do with, you know, phone chargers. It, it's so, you know. The tech um, can can be embedded into marble and glass and all sorts of things. Similar, you know, similar challenges to other people. You can't obviously put a 
uh, a metal shield over the top of it, but you know, most people don't order kitchens with uh, aluminum countertops or something. But the the that's a huge space, of course. That is also echoed in in food and beverage and, and hotel and hospitality and, and common spaces in and airports and things like that. Those are those are that's a very 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 large market, and the market had to have. An embeddable solution, something that's you know standardized modules of different sizes that enable um, different numbers of devices to to charge. That's you know that, that's what's going on in 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 the home for sure, with a lot of energy in it over the last um, post COVID. It's really it's, it's really it's it's where we see the biggest pool. Uh, the biggest pain point was automotive. The biggest pool is in uh, kitchen. Just to clarify for people, that there is a lot going on in Qi, and we keep hearing about Qi one and five watts and ten watts and fifteen watts, and some things coming out of Shenzhen that are even greater power. Is there a a range of power that's best suited for the technology? Um. Well, yeah. So there's a couple of questions there, like what's going on in in WPC and then maybe what is the sort of the range of technology that's applicable. Um, I mean, I always look at the entire wireless charging landscape in a, in a, in a X, Y graph of X is kind of usable charging distance that, that might be 3d if you're talking about meters away or many feet away and, or maybe in our case, you know, two or three feet in terms of a surface, but, or, um, in a standard Qi charger, it's like a couple of millimeters, but, and then the y-axis is power. And obviously five Watts used to be the, it, the, it was the base power profile for, for WPC. So it was, you know, phones for quite a long time charged at, at five Watts, but then they, they leapt up. Um, different companies did different things. They still stuck with the G standard, but they had their own power profiles. Like, uh, fast charge, quick charge, and, you know, Pixel's own own charging standard. So they all tried to sort of compete on uh, charge acceleration, if you like. But the the new standards come out at at, at fifteen watts, which is the extended power profile. And you know, the, the the product that you were talking about earlier is three three devices times fifteen, so that's a forty five watt um, um, pad. The you know, as as you increment up from that, once you get to, you know, the the sort of twenty five thirty watts, you start you start to enable more and more things like, um, you know, tablets, tablets, laptops, power tools, etc. All the way up to hundred watts, which is that's a vast space now. If you can get up to hundred watts and and you have spatial freedom of of a couple of feet, and then then you really have to take leaps up to. Companies like Whitricity doing under vehicle charging of you know multi um, kilo, uh, kilowatts, or you go way out many 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 feet and you have milliwatts or um, of power for the RF companies. So WPC is focused on on that sweet spot. The biggest innovation recently is um, you know the, the fifteen watt and below sweet spot. The biggest innovation recently has been the uh, Apple's addition of the magnetic power profile. To basically the magnet ring and the associated electrical standards, and and that's um, you know that, that's been a big deal for the last two years, and that really just improves the charging of 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 
uh, single coil and, you know, basically trying to talk everybody into using a, a standardized magnet ring and size. And, and we'll see, we'll see if it plays out. It's certainly, it's certainly a pretty good idea. It was interesting that the WPC finally came out to recognize how to potentially work with the Apple product, but the magnetic ring is not anything that's necessary in the free power space and that you have total freedom over a surface with alignment magnet. We don't need any of that, but the, actually the challenge for us was the magnet was introduced. If you think about what it really is, it's a a magnetic ring of like a metallic magnetic ring uh, between the transmitter and the receiver. So it's, it's far material in in our systems. When people were throwing down phones initially, we, we had to find a solution to recognize MagSafe. Um, the other, otherwise MagSafe would have a detrimental effect, but, but we solved that. And then the other thing is that, you know, in some cases people do like the thunk, you know, the kind of thunk you get of aligning one magnet to another. It's a kind of, uh, you know, you don't have to look at the device to kind of feel that thunk. Um, we, we can put and do sometimes put like, you know, choose certain coils to put rings on if that's required. But usually that's just because the designer um, doesn't realize that people will really like free power as it is. Um, And they're kind of hedging their bets by adding the magnet ring. But um, yeah, we don't need it. And just to clarify, free power is a technology licensing company, correct? Free power. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, it is. It's a, we're we're a technology company. We're over ninety percent engineers, um, based out of um, Arizona and uh, with satellite places like myself in the Valley. As you know, sometimes the best way to get your product out, get that resource out of the stable, is to um, is to build it right. So, so funnily enough, our initial implementations, including the press release you saw yesterday. Was, literally design, build, and test. So it's not for the faint of heart to be a technology company and then also be putting a product in the market by doing things like buying copper, um, <laughs> winding coils, uh, dispensing thermal material, running factories in, in, in Asia. But so we have the ability to uh, build and put the tech out that way, and people want us to do that. But uh, at, at heart, we're a tech company. You know, deal two, deal three, deal four is usually licensed deals. And uh, there's plenty of good builders out there um, and CMs out there that can, once they get our package, they can build it. And our secret sauce is, is the firmware. Um, 70 to 80% of our, of our IP is actually in, in the firmware. So we have a custom chip and that custom chip is the brain. So there's lots of ways to work with us, but you've got to get the custom, custom chip and the custom coil array design from us. And we've talked about uh, your relationship with Tesla, which you mentioned was just announced. Uh, any other customers? Who's a, a free power customer slash partner? Well, like I said, we're we're not stealth mode kind of company, but we're very sparing about uh, who we talk about. We usually wait until it's really obvious and in the market before before we say anything. But we do have we have talked about partnerships with um, with Tier One Automotives, and we have. Because you can't, you can't really. It's, it's extremely hard to get into automotive unless you know someone in the club is the best way to say it. But now we actually work primarily with OEMs directly. Uh, we have partnerships on the chip side. We have partnerships. Uh, ST is a fantastic partnership on the NFC. 
So if you if you think about it, NFC is a complementary technology to surface power because where you're placing your phone is uh, somewhere that you, you would want to make an NFC connection. Sometimes, like in, in a car, it could be car start. In a retail environment, it could be taking secure payments. NFC is a very secure system. Um, and so we, we actually integrate NFC into plenty of our chargers, all the automotive ones. And so the, there's no better than no one better than ST to do that. So we have we have silicon partners. We we have plenty of OEMs we work with. We have CM partners. Um, we work with um, a company called ATEC in the Philippines. It's I'm putting out Philippines has been very helpful to us through the pandemic because it, it wasn't China, um, and uh, they have special economic relationships with with the United States. So there's there's no tariffs and duties and you know, we, we've developed uh, our own captive lines over there, but uh, most of the partnerships are basically direct relationships with the OEMs. As you mentioned, getting a direct relationship with a tier one OEM is not a simple task. That's a challenge in and of itself. So, yeah. so <clears throat> step back for a second. Where is Where are we headed with <clears throat> wireless power? What do you see as the key initiatives for free power moving forward? Well, in general, for the industry, I you know I think the you know we're 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 on that curve, you know that curve. We're 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 certainly crossing the the chasm right now, and meaning that there are there are companies that have real product going into the market in the advanced space. So there's going to be plenty of companies putting out commoditized wireless chargers to the spec. <clears throat> for years to come it's been happening but there there's very few advanced wireless charging companies you know who've basically created the tech of or created the companies to to put the tech in the market there very few of them still have products in the market um and we're crossing the chasm now to do that where we start to see much more interesting over the air tech go into retail and going to home building and and uh you know under vehicle charging um, with electricity and us doing the surface power, I think, you know, winter is no longer coming. Winter is here. So the the thing about that is that it really does shake the – it shakes every industry, right? And, uh, you know, just like COVID shook restaurants and, you know, the bank crash shook everybody, it, the people left standing at the other end of it are going to be – you're going to have robust tech and they're going to have hopefully robust – balance sheets because it's it's really interesting time but i just consider wireless power to be ubiquitous it's coming it's growing it's huge it's like tens of billions of dollars of tam and uh, i think we'll see um more collaboration i think we'll start to see some uh consolidation and i think we'll we'll start to see some casualties so the big the three c's are in are in our future here I think you hit the nail on the head. It's a giant market. There's lots of companies in the space, but there will be some consolidation and there will be obviously casualties. But it's an exciting time for wireless power. And and I think that the future looks really bright and having solutions like you're bringing in the market that finally add the flexibility to the charging capability is, is tremendous. So can you how can people learn more about free power? I uh, go to freepower.io, um, which is uh, which is the website. Uh, you can certainly 
put them in direct contact with me. Uh, the, the Free Power website is, is, is new and it's really designed to give uh, any, anyone who looks at it sort of a, a very quick tutorial. It's, it's, it's designed um, if you're a, an engineer and you want to go down a certain path and get into specs, it'll take you if you're a designer and you're interested in how do I work with you to create different custom designs for my different um, whatever I happen to be doing um, a kitchen or a car or whatever um, so it's it's pretty it's a pretty good way to get a snapshot and um, like I said pe- people can contact me but uh, we're also part of the WPC WPC is an organization that has done a lot by basically consolidating a massive amount of end users so there's billions and billions of, of receivers out there for anyone complies with the G spec. So that's been very useful to us and they're a great resource. And I think Paul Streetseeker is doing an absolutely fabulous job there focusing and re-energizing. And I echo your point. It's never been more exciting. It's at that inflection point, the industry. And that's where I always try to work. I really don't get much of a kick out of mature industries. So um, yeah, please, anybody who, who wants uh, ideas or has thought of a collaboration or something, um, just give me a shout or there's a go to info at freepower.io as well. And we, we answer, we read and answer everything. Well, Simon, this has been very informative. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us here at Connections and we look forward to what's coming next from Free Power. It's a great pleasure to talk to you, Tom. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you for joining us today on Connections. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, please subscribe at the WCA website or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week for a new episode.